0: Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. I am Chase Roth, and I am your host, and I am joined today with Ryan Casey, VBC member, financial planning extraordinaire. Thank How are you? Thank you for
1: having me. I'm doing very well, Chase. How are you?
0: I'm doing excellent. <laughs> excellent. I'm glad you're here today. We were, we were supposed to have uh, a couple more with us, uh, and we were going to sit and, uh, and just kind of wrap about uh, the you know the VBC that we're coming up on our one-year anniversary uh, of our you know first kickoff meeting that we had at Ironclad Brewery uh, almost 12 months ago. We yeah. probably let's see, it's the fourth. I think we were mid-November when we did that. Yeah, so we're, we're exactly. Yeah, we're coming real close to our one-year anniversary. But the other guys build on us. You know,
1: they're busy. They're busy. Fulfilling the mission, right? Economic success, one of our three.
0: One of our pillars. Yeah, yeah. one of the
1: three pillars of the Veteran Business Collective. I, I thought of um, Tim Horse, who's out there right now. Very busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, great guy, great founding member. And there is a lot to celebrate, particularly with next week, right? Coming into Flying Machine Brewery next Thursday. That'll be
0: our first event there. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I've been there been one time, time before, and they have great beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even cooler that Tim has hooked up uh, Mission Barbecue to cater to the event. That's oh, gonna be a very good time because they do not have a kitchen there. No, no, they don't. So mm, okay. this works out. This works out perfect for us. Uh, that'll be exciting. And Nick, uh, who's also on our leadership team, Nick Smith with GOL, um, had a last minute thing come up with work, a crisis that he uh, couldn't avoid, so he wasn't able to make it today. But uh, I don't know if you know this, he was uh, married on Friday.
1: I did not know that. Yes. All right. So we owe him he, a congratulations.
0: Yes, a congratulations. <laughs> I officiated to his wedding.
1: Really? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so you're for hire, is that just a one off thing?
0: It's a two off. Mm-hmm. So my sister got married in uh, September. And in the summer, when she was planning for a wedding, she called and said, Hey, would you officiate for me? And I said, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, she's my sister. I can't really say no. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll do it, but you, you got to tell me what hoops I got to jump through to be able to do that. Uh, you do the research, and I'll, I'll do it. So she sent me the link, and the hoops ended up being put your credit card information in, and they say you're an ordained minister. Like, it doesn't require anything more than <laughs> that. It took a total of five minutes, right? Yeah. Um, and then you got to figure but out it's how
1: framed, to. It's framed over there. Oh, okay, it's the it's house, it's right? above my my
0: graduate degree. It's yeah. above my last promotion. All like your Marine Corps. Said, all just, my just sweep all it my aside. I love me wall. Yeah, I moved it all down three feet so that that could be. I do the same thing right up there. Yeah, um, so I did hers, and and uh, it came up in conversation with Nick that I was going out of town and why, and he's like, "Oh, dude, I'm getting married at the end of October. Can uh can you can you do mine?" I was like, "Oh, golly, uh, you're my friend." You remember the VBC? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a
1: thousand bucks, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: thousand dollar donation to the VBC, right. in which he would—he's—he's he's a generous fellow, so he'd probably actually do that, yeah. especially now that it's you know out in public. Um,
1: so that's he, right. Yeah, that's right. You have an Amazon Smile account. Yeah, uh, you can contribute directly through the website. You can, you
0: can donate right on the website. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess uh, you know all all our. Our leadership team, they all have a lot going on, I guess, is the point right now. That's and, a good and, thing, right? And right. us two slackers are the only ones that have time to sit around and this is and uh, <laughs> Jeez, it's just BS. an opportunity to
1: hang out with you. I appreciate and that, right? I do. You know, it is it is an honor to be here. I've seen, you know, on my, on my feed, I've seen this student. my first time actually being here. Is this and your first time in the new studio? It is. Excellent. Yeah. I remember, okay. you know, the last time we spoke was, or we spoke on... Signal you know, Fires podcast right. was, was the radio March. station. I believe it was March. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And that was also a great time.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Um and that's a good space too. It is. Uh, overlooking the river and the battleship yeah, and everything. Right. That, that was a nice, nice space. But uh you know, we were we were using that on a uh as it's available kind of basis. So it's good to have a have a home now that, you know, we can It's ours, we control and we use whatever. Right.
1: Onward so. and upward, forward yeah. progress.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so I guess you know I've kind of I kind of talked on on some of the previous episodes about uh starting the VBC and why we do it and that sort of thing. I think it'd be cool to get uh you know your perspective individually having having been someone that was at the first meeting we ever did and now here you are 12 months later, member of the leadership team and you're going to be at our our 1-year anniversary uh meeting uh you know why are you still doing it? Why do you continue to give time to it? Why do you stay involved with it? Like, what is it that, that that keeps you coming back?
1: Sure. I mean, it is awesome, right? Milestones are a way for marking progress and then looking back, seeing how far you've come, and then an opportunity to say, wow, like, we've already accomplished so much in 12 months. Where can we go in the next 12 or in the next five years, right? Um, that is you know why did I or why am I a part of this organization I mean I can't help but think how I wish this had been around when I was transitioning out myself that there are a lot of veteran oriented organizations that are here and likely all across the country and they all are very niche you know specialty right just for if you're looking to start your own business right but what about the person that's like hey man I'm just looking for a job right that's going to employ my skill set um And when this organization was founded, right, last year, um, it just, to me, like, I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing folks who are still active duty saying, hey, I'm planning my retirement, I'm planning my transition out of MARSOC, and, you know, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do, and what I want to tell that person, what I want to tell, like, everybody that's transitioning, like, we all have this wonderful skill set that we've developed through the military. It's not tied to your MOS. Um, it's more that you have an accumulated wisdom through... Uh, because you think about, right, it's, it's the military in a lot of sense is painful, but a lot of, at least in my own life, a lot of wisdom comes through pain, introspection. You say, okay, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, you spots. get a lot of
0: self-discovery through some of your most painful moments, right?
1: That's right. That's right. It's and like it's any
0: time you get ready to go to a school and they tell you before you go... You're going to learn a lot about yourself. You know it's not going to be a good time, right?
1: I remember yeah. I remember asking at OCS, like, uh, my instructor, I was like, hey, uh, hey, sir, I heard about, like, Sears school. Like, what is that like? I read I read um, Nate Fix, One Bullet Away, and it talked a little bit about it. I'm like, wow, that sounds insane what they do. There's survival, evasion, resistance, escape school. And all and he, he just got real professional. He's like, It's the most professional school I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it. What Which gave me gonna...
1: goosebumps, I'm like, Oh, he okay, all right, it was gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, but you get you, you may be a young eighteen year old or twenty two year old and you're all right, I'm fresh in. Um, but in a lot of ways you get you get the same exposure of life. It just happens to be you're in the military. Um, and then you learn a lot about yourself. Even if you're strong and one one area, I'm a PT stud, or I'm incredibly intelligent in these areas, or I have a beautiful gift of marksmanship or martial, arts, whatever that may be. The military is also going to show you, well, you're not very good in these other areas, and it's on you to become better at it. And I think even after a four-year tour, you know, over 20 years, you come out and you're like, all right, I, I can, I can do this. I, I know where I'm strong. I know where I'm not as strong. The veteran well, business collective captures that,
0: and that's one of the, you know, if we want to be super motivated, that's one of the Marine Corps leadership principles: is know yourself and seek self improvement. That's right. And they do a good job of helping you know yourself. Yeah. Giving you the opportunity to to fail in different areas, or at least not do as well as the people around you.
1: That's right. You're getting a lot of honest feedback. Yes. Yeah. It's not. And, it's not. A, and it's
0: not always from your superiors. Usually, it's from your peers. It's your peers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, which is great. I mean, it's, um, you just, it just speeds everything up. And so that's, I knew so I've got these strengths, I have these interests, I have these weaknesses, I'm very aware of them. Uh, you know, what do I do with it? When I was transitioning out, I wish I had had the Veterans Business Collective or a group of organizations from my peer group, my generation of, uh, vets to, to talk to, to help kind of shape, Hey man, you have these things that you may not, you're, you're kind of taking it for granted, but you can go very far by leveraging that. And just because you did this thing in the military does not mean that's what you need to necessarily do. Um, I kind of figured it out, but it didn't have to be as painful, uh, you know, as, as it was.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. And we just finished, uh, recording the episode with the iFly team. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's what was cool about that, and how it ties into what you were just saying, is uh, one of the, the the members just left, just transitioned from active duty to reserves, and the other one is still on active duty, and they're still in the they're already in the process of starting their business. Um, they're not even waiting till they're out; like yeah. they're they're getting so far ahead of it, and they've joined the VBC. They've come to our meetings. They've leveraged the uh, the different people within our group that can help start a business from, you know, raising capital to insurance, to marketing, to all the, all the different folks that are involved uh, to do that. So to your point, it's, it was really cool for me to hear them talk about that because that's what we had discussed. And I say, we, I mean, me and you and and the other guys when we when we first started this was what do we, what do we want this to turn into? And that was one of the things we wanted to turn into as a landing pad for, for the next Generation of folks, or the next group of folks leaving the military, to to have a place they could come to and find resources, find mentors, find advice, um, find examples of what not to do, even. That's right. Uh, and so it's really cool. A year later, for me to sit back and see see it happening.
1: That's right.
0: You know, um, I, I imagine it's got to feel similar to you.
1: There's there isn't an, an organization like it, so. When I left in seventeen, which not that long ago, there's still I, I kind of went and well, all right, veteran organizations here in the city. There's got to be one that's tied to me, and you know I checked out the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and you know it, it's a great organization. They have a fantastic mission, but and ultimately it's about other people, right? Am I mm-hmm. going to connect with the other folks? Um, and it's it just it's a it's a full generation above me and it's a yeah, hard I, time kind I went of there
0: too yep yeah, I went there too, and uh it, not to knock them because they have been the person or organization for for veterans for decades um but i I went probably. For a month, I went to every, every meeting they had every week, and, I, and then I'd go on their open nights, and there'd be like four people would show up. That's right. And they were all, not to knock the age, but they were 75, they were, they were retired, they weren't in business, they weren't doing anything uh, meaningful or, or productive. And it was just really hard, like you said, to connect with them, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate because they have been around for so long, and they, they have done a lot of good in the past, uh, but for whatever reason, they're not it seems like they just they, they resist change and they resist uh, trying to evolve to meet the needs of a, a new generation of veteran.
1: I think they had a very different experience, right? So you think of the, the Legion or the VFW, generationally, the young folks are Vietnam veterans, right? And they're in that age group. And I think in that shared pain, going back to what I was saying before, you get out and culturally— Societally, it was a very different environment, Mm -hmm. right? Like I I was in Vietnam, or I served in the military. It didn't. It had carried a very different meaning or impact to folks than it does today, right? So I think you almost invite a a different mentality from that generation of veterans. And you and I, for all the challenges that we've overcome, we have a different. We have a different reception, right, out in the civilian world. and so it's harder to connect, right? We're fellow veterans, but you had a very different experience than I did. I have different challenges connecting with folks that haven't served than, than perhaps you have. Um, the Veteran Business Collective, I think the reason why we've had a lot of folks almost come out of the woodwork, right? Hey, these are these are folks who are looking for the same things as I was, that I, need, I want to meet somebody who's from... Um, post-Gulf War, OEF, OIF, um, that has gone through a similar experience and they're somewhere on that same journey. If they're ahead of me, great. I want to pick your brain. If you're further back and you're playing dudes, hey, I have some great lessons learned. And that that's really valuable. Uh, it goes a long way, right? If the one thing I've learned in the military is like don't recreate the wheel. If somebody's already done it, don't don't expend your very precious energy trying to do something yourself for the first time. Right.
0: Makes sense. Well, aside from your involvement with the VBC, you are also a business owner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's happened more recently, correct? Yes. Uh, Where you've actually signed the the deal and everything. I know for a while it was real hush hush. We couldn't talk about it. It was in the works, but it wasn't there yet. Um, Tell us about it, man.
1: I mean, the, Military made it happen. Uh, I so almost four years ago to the day, I left active duty the very end of October of seventeen, and all I knew is my wife and I want to stay here in Wilmington, and we have no network here. I don't have family. Um, I don't even have like the interests, right? The uh, you know the the things you might stereotype and think of someone that does financial planning. Um, I'm horrible on a golf course. I don't own a boat, nor will I. Um, I, don't, I didn't have any of those built-in advantages, uh, so to speak. The only thing I knew is, like, I, am, I know what it's like to be at the bottom of the totem pole. I know it's possible to rise up through hard work, concentrated effort, and a plan. And so the ins- past four years has just been a plan. Like, all my mission from day one was find the best firm that I possibly can that does business right so that I'm very confident in in our mission, right? We're very mission oriented as veterans. We had a clear, or Tilly has a very clear vision for the future, multi-generational firm. It doesn't have somebody's name attached to it. I really like that a lot. I said, you're the only folks I want to work for. And now four years later, it's Becoming an owner is just the the fruition of that vision of my own. Saying. So
0: you started at it's uh, is it Tilia Fiduciary Partners is that mm-hmm. full right. name? Okay, so you started there just as an employee four years ago. That's right. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you just worked, and eventually how how'd you how'd you change? Hey guys, I'm Ryan. I'm a Marine, and I want to do financial planning for you. Uh, how did you translate that into you're a partner? You, you're an owner now. How'd that happen?
1: Yeah, uh, I work my butt off. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, lots of people work their butts <laughs> off. Do, right? Do. But how- I,
1: I think it was. Um, I had my own. I was like, we we do. Uh, I guess that's a that's a tough question. I don't quite know. I feel fortunate. A lot of events have kind of led up to it, but. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's a skill set I've learned in the military. So, um, you know, my background is like assault support, right? So we're planning a big raid or a mission. So we begin with the end in mind, right? The What are we trying to accomplish? I want to be an owner because I believe in our mission, because I love living here, because I want to provide for my family. And so that's the end state. And then, well, how does that happen? Well, you have to be competent you need to be certified you need to actually go up and become like work hard at becoming better and so you can actually walk the walk
0: what does that mean to you uh being an owner now as opposed to just being an employee
1: i think it's just mindset that's the only that's the only difference i'm trying you know when i settled on a job description for myself i said cultivate a culture of excellence people are going to grow innovate, learn, improve, all on their own. All you have to do is ensure that we're cultivating. It's like a tree, right? You trim the area, hey, these are, these are things or areas that are not worth our energy. These are things that should be rewarded or improved upon. Um, but it, it comes down to just a, a mindset. So I'm trying to impart that mindset that I'm not, I'm not smarter than the average person Um, I don't have any particular, um, skill set or, knowledge base that's going to make me better innately, but I work a lot harder. I care a lot more. And that's ultimately what, what I think no matter what your industry is, you, when, Hey, I've got a big project. I've got this thing that's very important, you know, no fail mission, right? Mm -hmm. I trust Chase to do it. He's, he, because he's, he cares as much as I do and I want him to have that because I know he's not going to drop that ball because it's because it's too difficult or he's too tired. He's just going to run with that ball until it's mission success. And that that's that's what comes across to to other folks. All right. Like that's the positive part of being a veteran, right? People do associate that. Man, we're just we can be workhorses.
0: Yeah. But as as a business owner, it comes with a whole nother level of uh you know, stress, uh, which, and, you know, responsibility, which can translate to stress at times. Right. Cause now, now instead of just worrying about your own book of business and worrying about Ryan and how to provide for your family, now you've got to worry about everybody that works for the firm and how they're going to provide for their families. Cause that's on you at the end of the day to make all that happen. Have you felt any of that, uh, that, that change since you've become an owner as opposed to being just worried about Ryan?
1: Huge change. I mean, yeah, it's, um, and I I know a lot of folks, a lot of folks that are attending our meetings can relate, but it's the burden of, okay, it's not just the immediate team of folks, it's their family members, it's their children that are relying on the business to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so there's this enormous, um, the burden of responsibility, I guess. But But it's also the, this wonderful glory to, to be like okay like this is something I, I embrace and it's challenging and um, I'm still sure going from from a all right my mission is very distinct and, and all right very specific to we have to worry about our cybersecurity and do we have a human resources policy and what is compliance gonna say what is <laughs> oh gosh security?
0: the infamous human resources policy That's right. right? Yeah. those things that you all like the little things about. that in the Marine Corps you just took for granted.
1: That's right. It's uh, it's like getting ready for a you know a CGRI, a, a commanding general readiness inspection. Uh, that's sort of what if somebody looks at how we're doing business, is it being done properly? Are we well, taking care of our folks? You're in a
0: pretty regulated industry, though, right? Incredibly. So that's you know probably more so than what most people deal with, I would think.
1: We're, I, I guess it depends. by industry, you know, an attorney would say the same thing. I think about the whole. Uh, medical industry with HIPAA requirements. Um ultimately, you know, when all those regulations they're just saying it's the it's ultimately saying, Don't be a crook, don't be incompetent, do your job and do it to the best of your abilities. Mm-hmm. And so I remind myself of that when I yeah, I look at the com- <laughs> the compliance manual and it's frightening but I'm yeah. like, they're ultimately saying you boil do boil the right- it
0: down to the its essence. Yeah. You know, it's just It's be like a, a good be, be a good be a good person. Be a good person.
1: but yeah. So, yeah, the best COs that you or I have ever had, you know, it's ultimately just do your job, right? Or if my buddy has this fantastic... It's a picture of a Bill Belichick and it just says do your job. I'm not even a Belichick fan, but it—but it, it's a picture of him as that's a whole Patriots culture. Mm-hmm. One of the best COs I had, that's all he would say, do your job. And that's what I think is being conveyed by these regulatory in- industries, like act in their best interest, know what you're talking about. Admit when you don't know what you're talking about and and do your job.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What else can you going to talk about? I want to talk about these shirts.
1: Those are sweet shirts, dude. So, I
0: didn't know we were ever going to have shirts. I don't think you did either.
1: I didn't. I... Dude, I have my shirt. It's like it go It's like my favorite gym shirt. But I, I need. I'll, I'll get it cleaned up. So tomorrow I'm going to. You know, we're we'll, we'll beyond like t-shirt weather. Uh, but you know, it is this perfect thing to like. I wear it proudly at like O two. So. <laughs> well, your day job doesn't really allow for yeah. A, I mean, wear
0: a shirt torque.
1: But but it's a great way of marketing and.
0: I mean, I'm always wearing a branded shirt for, you know, my, if I'm not wearing this, I'm wearing, as you know, my Santo shirt to mm-hmm. meetings and everything. I'm always a
1: sweet black shirt.
0: Always wearing a, a, a branded shirt. So it's just, like you said, it's free advertising everywhere you wear it. But I guess to me, it's more of, uh, it's more symbolic than anything. Symbolic of progress, it right? Um, you know, when we started, we had no idea if we were even going to have a second meeting when we all got together. Me and you, uh, I think no you didn't invite me somebody I think somebody else I met you at a cake cutting that I think somebody else invited me to for the Marine Corps birthday that you hosted at your office that's right Um, yeah I remember that and that's how we met and I was like hey guys I'm like thinking about this thing Rob said he's gonna go you guys should come too and it's gonna be in a week it's gonna be at a brewery so it'll be fun and uh, you guys took a leap of faith and jumped in and came and I had no idea if anyone was gonna show up other than myself and uh Fortunately, you guys all did show up, and then again showed up, and then we ordered T-shirts. Now we have T-shirts.
1: We have T-shirts. And, it's and stickers. Do and you see these sweet. yet? Dude, I love Do you love see that. these? No. Nick, going, Nick had just, these made for us. I can't um, believe you have a Hydro Flask, and it doesn't actually have the
0: We sticker. We probably should put one on there, shouldn't we? In fact, that I'll, probably I'll shouldn't, shouldn't be sitting on the table. For, for
1: People almost. respond to a vision, right? Like we're all just going about our lives. And we're sure there's things that have to happen, but there's also the narrative of what is my life about? Who am I as a person? What causes did I really value by spending my time with them? And you conveyed a compelling vision when we first met, right? You said, this is something that I've got that I've been thinking hard about. And I think we can, as veterans here, we can do a lot better. And that there's a need, and that vision cut through those beers that we had had, and maybe that <laughs> cake we were eating, and we're like, maybe it was the beers talking. You know, and we're like, he's right. There's there's a big unmet need because we're all reflected back on our own experience. We're like, man, getting out is tough. Being a veteran business owner feels lonely, and there are a lot of challenges. But here we are together. That was pretty easy, right? To get a dozen veterans together. You know, it was I
0: easier than I thought it was going to be. It
1: was. It's. Um, I think. What was the analogy? It's like, you know, you're drilling for oil. You're hunting. Well, I don't know if there's an actual market demand for this, and you hit it. You know, six inches under the water, or excuse me, under the under the soil. Right. You're just like, oh yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of folks out there that want the same things that that you already put into mm-hmm. words. So that that it's not an accident that that people have come out and have continued to come out. And now there's Sponsors and we have events and we've got T-shirts, right? T-shirt, all I that's mean, just like, uh, the big goal is get a T-shirt. Yeah, that's a manifestation. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's why I think in know serious organizations too. We sit down and we say we had a great year, just like Milton. Lessons learned. What's our plan for the upcoming twelve months? That's what I'm excited about. Um, Where would you want to be in twelve more months?
0: Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it, especially with the. Uh, our one-year anniversary approaching um you know we've had a couple folks that have branched out and started chapters in other areas um, and they're making progress there i think it'd be great to see what what's being done in wilmington happen in other cities um, at least initially near military installations large Mm -hmm. ones right so uh, there should be one, I, I think, near Fort Bragg. Um, I mean, really, anywhere there's a there's a there's a base that has a large population of troops that leave the military. I think it'd be great to have something like this. Um, and that that thought that I've had has just been reinforced, uh, you know, through the conversations, uh, like with the iFly team mm-hmm. and and other folks who are transitioning and they're not sure what they're going to do next or they've got an idea they don't know how to do it and they've found resources by hanging out with us. Right. I mean, because really that's what it comes down to. We all get together and we drink beer and we hang out. I mean, we have a formal agenda that we go through that, that helps facilitate some of that stuff. Um, but I think I'd really like to see this thing go to where there's uh, this opera, the opportunities generated through uh, what we're doing are available to more people, more places. Um, and I say opportunities. I mean, everything from, the referral business that's taken place. Uh, there's 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 been so much of that, and then there's been new businesses started because of relationships developed, okay. um, just all kinds of positive stuff taking place. But it's most of it's been, you know, central to the Wilmington area next to Camp Lejeune, which is great. It's a great start, but I, th- I think that if it works here, why wouldn't it work next to Fort Bragg? Right. You know, why or wouldn't Pendleton. it work next to Fort Jackson yeah. or? Or somewhere else and then once we get to that point why wouldn't it work in areas that don't have uh, a large military base um, because but they'll still have veterans living there right. it, like, but I think initially it's let's start in the areas where there's military bases um, where a lot of people are leaving active duty and let's focus our efforts there and see if we can't take the value that we're seeing here every every month and recreate that in other places Um, because what's going on here is great and I think it'll continue and I think it'll continue to grow in the area Mm -hmm. but if we really want to make a big difference I think we gotta it's our it's our responsibility to take it other places what do you think
1: I'm completely agree again it's it's just a matter of letting folks know that this exists because one of my good friends actually from uh, the basic school uh, so we went you know joined the marine corps at the exact same time he founded Bunker Labs, great organization, fantastic mission. Yeah, they're huge. They're huge. They're all over the country, but they're not us. They're very, very, it's entrepreneurship uh, or, or say taking a Marine and turning him into an entrepreneur, something along that line. There's, a, there's great value in that, and there's mm-hmm. a great chapter here in the city. But what we do that I think is what nobody else, not the Legion, not the VFW, uh, not the Military Officers Association in America. Not all of them are specialized, right? But I look at our job. If you're coming out of the active duty, right? You're leaving your base or you're a veteran that's been out for decades. You haven't tied in with any of this stuff. If we, if we just couldn't connect you to the resources, the opportunities, that are out there, and I think we do that, right? You mm-hmm. have that the, the, our featured speaker, either it's a local representative or a really awesome nonprofit that ties in with our mission, um, that, that that's really, we're almost the clearinghouse, right? The, hey, let us be your launch pad. That, and that, to me, is a national organization that can attract folks no matter where you are in the continuum from active duty to, I was in 30 years ago, That you come here, well, we have a resource, we have folks that are going to be able to relate to your experience, and whether you're looking for a a job or camaraderie, or you want to create your own company, that there's already somebody there that's gone through ahead of you, and that can lend their expertise and their time.
0: Yeah, or even if you're you're just an existing business owner like me, that just wants to be able to network and grow their business and support other veterans in growing their business too. That's right. Um, so maybe this is a call to action. We sounds need, like a call to action. So, sounds like we need more chapter presidents.
1: We do. And I think the next step is creating a playbook, right? It's almost like here is your – because you have a, we have a wonderful meeting format, right? Mm-hmm. Highlights the existing membership, what they do, that economic benefit, part of our mission – and then there's also that featured speaker, somebody that's able to say, "Hey, this is what we provide, whether it's suicide prevention or canons for service, or whatever it may be." Or, "Hey, I'm just I'm just a rock star. I'm a veteran just like you, and I I crushed it. And here's how I did it." Right? We've had folks that are just you know on a national scale, veteran successful entrepreneurs. That you take that format and that value add and that is that's a secret sauce that that's what we've got that nobody else has yet everywhere yeah. else it's just we're gonna tell you what to do right and you're like okay you're very smart and I don't we're more engaging than that
0: got a surprise for you oh yeah' been working on that
1: <laughs> lay it on me I
0: don't, well I, you've been uh, I know you've been a little busy with you know transitioning from employee to owner and, and that sort of thing plus uh, you're are you retiring from the reserves as well?
1: I'm resigning from the reserves. Okay, so yeah, you're leave,
0: leaving the reserves completely. That's right. Okay. Um, and uh, so you've been super busy handling that kind of stuff, but uh, I've been working on that playbook and I've got, a, uh, I've got it together. I've got a guide, all that stuff on how to launch a chapter, how to run it, uh, uh, how to select locations I mean. where you do your meetings, all that stuff. Um, I was going to bring it and, and uh, share it with everybody when we have our, our, our big planning session in December. Um, I guess I should. I'll send it out ahead of time so you guys can get a chop at it and and do some editing and that sort of thing. But I think we're headed the right direction. Um, aside from from expanding to other cities and adding chapters, I mean, what do you uh, what do you see in the future for us as an organization?
1: Relentless focus on the value add.
0: Hmm, I like that.
1: That's it. mm Hmm we get one shot somebody shows up man i drove 45 minutes i worked my tail off i saw this thing on social media or a friend told me about it we get one shot at convincing that person we we understand we don't know you but we understand you mm-hmm. and there's something there's somebody here that you should meet and you should and you should, this is worth your time and energy to come back and be a part of this organization and if we have that, that's that's it, right? That's just that's our full focus. I don't know what that person's looking for, but we're going to deliver. Whether it's camaraderie, um, you know, our community, it's a job, it's an opportunity. Um, we can deliver that, and nobody else can. And mm-hmm. if we never lose sight of that, I I see it hard to to fail.
0: Yeah, no, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Definitely have to always always look at the value add. What could we add? It's a tough one, huh? It is. Well, I think I think the membership platform could be used uh, more effectively. Uh, you know, we've got this this database. Everybody has an account. Uh, but nobody seems to really use it. I don't think anybody l- logs in. So you know, we could probably, uh, you know, figure out a way to leverage that a little better to, to increase value for members. Uh, continue to beat people up to use Slack more when they need things. Yeah. Um, people. Uh- because they get responses, you know. Yeah. Like we, so we. Ha- if, for those of you that don't know, we have a we have a Slack channel set up. It's a private message platform. If you're if you haven't used it before, but all our members, once you become an official member and you join, you get added to Slack and you have instant communication with everybody else that's a member of the VBC, no matter where they're located. So it cuts through to geographic barriers, um, and you don't have to have people's phone numbers or email addresses to talk to them. So you can go in there and just say, hey, uh, I have this problem. Anybody faces before, how would you approach it? Or I have an opportunity, um, but I need this to capitalize on it. Or I'm hiring or whatever it is, right? Like you can go in there and you've got 100 plus folks who can respond and help you or direct you or guide you or, or whatever it is that you need. You've got a hundred plus people that have been doing it for a while that are willing to help out. And I think the, the value in that is huge. I think people just get busy, uh, you know, cause there's not All a lot very of busy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody as we know, <laughs> um, everybody gets busy, but I think, I think that's something that, you know, we could be more intentional about is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, driving people to that and continuing to, to push the, uh, you know, the communication channels outside of the meetings, maybe.
1: Well, a bit of a, a surprise, right, or, or good news. You know, I was contacted by the New Bern, I think it was Sun Journal, reached out to me. Okay. And I was like, I don't know how you found me. You know, and there's a nice woman, Julie, on the other line, and she's like, I found you through a press release and I'd love to talk more about the Veteran Business Collective. And we had a wonderful conversation. And at the end of it, I said, "Do you know, there's a D.W. Hamill up in New Bern who's leading our efforts there, leading that chapter's efforts. Here's his information. I actually looked him up on Slack. Pulled yeah. down his info. Okay, all right. Shot her a text, said, all right, reach out to D.W. He can tie you in more specifically with what you know we're doing at a tactical level. But here's our strategic mission. Here's what we're Here's a value add. It was a lot of things that we had a chance to talk about. Why? I don't. I don't see any other organization really fulfilling or meeting that need. Mm-hmm. And we're we're growing. <laughs> it's our first year, right? Like, but we're growing to meet that unmet need. And so that's great that somebody out of the blue calls the office and says, "I want to learn more about what you and your peers are doing." That
0: is super cool. And it's also interesting that. Uh they weren't aware that there was a chapter in, in Newburn, and they called from New Bern mm-hmm. and they weren't a Wilmington based, you know, firm or something. Yeah. That's, that's so many cool.
1: areas to improve and build upon. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It's a, it's and wear a constant. many hats. I know you're very familiar with that.
0: Yeah. It's a constant, constant, uh, battle to try to keep up with everything. Um, I think we're getting there. Um, so every, every, ep- every one of these episodes that we do, we, we kind of talk about uh, you know, the guest's business and, and what they do and, and that sort of thing, how they got there. We kind of covered the story of how you got there. I don't really consider you a guest, more of a co-host, but you haven't had that opportunity yet to kind of just talk about your business. You want to take a couple minutes and just tell us what what is it that Tilia does and what makes Tilia awesome?
1: I think we're the only firm in this entire region from the Outer Banks through... Myrtle Beach that provides or that does what we do which is in-house investment management uh, we are fee-only which means we don't you know my, my profile says we're zero sales commission which is unusual right most advisors that you meet um, they're all every single advisor I've ever met awesome really good people I like them a lot um, but we deliberately do not sell insurance or annuities other products that might cloud our judgment so we're fiduciaries we're fee only Uh, our team is comprised of certified financial planners which there are a lot of designations out there it's not the only one but it's one of the it's because it's it's an arduous process and it's marketed very well it's becoming recognized as sort of the standard if you're going to give advice outside of investments you should probably be a cfp and then beyond that we manage our own client money. We have our own, uh, basically our uh, in-house fund of, you know, the same, whether you have $50,000 or $8 million, everybody owns the same thing, myself included, about 45 different big companies. And we do it because it's transparent. We hit a recession. You're not worried about Apple or waste management going out of business. Uh, We do it because it's zero cost so there's no cost to buy or sell or hold them on like a mutual fund um, so people end up saying i actually understand what i own i like what i own it's cool to go to lowe's and be like i own shares of this company or like man i sent money through venmo well that's owned by paypal and you happen to own that there's a satisfaction being like i have the rights to some of the best and brightest minds in the country if not the world and wow that Costs a third to half of the cost of any other advisory team out there because we put that extra effort in or work in to make that happen. Um, to me, it's an it's why I joined the company. It's why I've been able to when I can, can talk to somebody and say, "Hey, this is why we're different. Why why I think we're special." I guess everybody's in sales, right? Whether you know it or not, right? We all are. Um, I hated the idea of sales. It makes me you know, like ugh. But when I think of more like, I'm just gonna tell you how we do it, it's convinced me. And most folks when they understand it say, yeah, I, I, I kinda like that. You know, I don't get that. That makes a lot of sense. It's very straightforward. Um, a lot of professionals are confusing, right? I don't know. You know, they, they kind of talk over you, and that's I've had that happen, it's a worse feeling. I'm like, I guess you know because you're trying to impress me. You know, what what i what I try to do when I talk to our team about is like, Nobody should ever feel confused for a moment when they're talking with us. They better not feel confused because that, that doesn't make them trust you more. It makes them distrust you. And that's ultimately, like, the foundation of what we do. Yeah, the, all these different things that we do. Okay, you're, 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 you, you, know, you have this great process. Those are secondary to trust, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's what we really we're, we're here to stay. We're multigenerational. One day I'm going to pass a baton. doesn't have my name on the side of the firm. Mm-hmm. And there's something there that's comforting to somebody looking at me saying, I need you to, I need to be able to trust you for the next three to five decades. And are you going to be here then? And I can say, honestly, I'm like, I won't be here this whole time, but you're going to work with this team and, and you are going to be taken care of for as long as you want to work with us. And that's something that, that I don't think a lot of other firms can offer. Like one day I'm going to retire and sell my stuff.
0: Right. And right. and
1: you're going to go through a painful transition with somebody you've never met before mm-hmm. in your 60s or 70s and sorry, that's whatever. I'm done working. I'm like that isn't that what we can promise is that's not going to happen to you.
0: Right. Okay. Well, I'd like to add add to that because I I know uh because my mother sat down with you uh a week or two ago uh to talk about her and my father's retirement planning and that sort of thing. And one of the things she told me after that conversation with you was, uh, it, was it was part of your value proposition that you, you didn't mention just now and you, you don't advertise, uh, but what she said was that the hour you spent with her and the things you went over and that you talked about, any other financial uh, advisor she's talked to in the past uh, would have charged uh, thousands of dollars for that conversation. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have even had the conversation that you had with her without billing for it. Um, so I think that's that's a whole nother value add that you should probably mention during your pitch because sure. she was blown away by that. She's like, I can't believe he was willing to even talk to me in that at, at that length and in that depth about what we're doing and how we're doing it and give give us his opinion without giving me a bill at the end. And that I think that goes towards building the trust that you were talking about. I don't know if it's intentional or if that's just how things were done before, but I think that's that's an amazing way to help build trust with people is uh, by not billing them for every little thing that you could possibly bill them for.
1: $5,000 is about what it costs to sit down and have a plan created. That's That's the starting price. Wow. And we yeah. deliberately say... A lot of people are like, oh, a complimentary review. They, you can get that, and, and it's really a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tell folks up front, like, you're gonna meet with me. You're actually gonna meet generally with two financial planners, myself and, and somebody from the team, so you're gonna get a very complete picture. And there is no cost, but you are gonna pay me. You're gonna pay me through an honest review on Google. And I'm like, I promise you, you will get value. I've never sat down from somebody but like, your stuff is perfect. Mm -hmm. Never been. I'm like, there's always room for, and it's not hard. A lot of these are small adjustments. Mm -hmm. I would just adjust these few things or add this insurance policy or update your estate plan. Whatever it may be, your children's college funds, I think we can do something more efficient for them. Please just leave a review. And to me, that's that's like a win-win. I give you an hour of my time, and and I tell folks, my like, hey, you wanna if you wanna work with us, I want you to go sit down with them in the firms. They're gonna tell you five grand come in the door. Mm-hmm. Create this yeah, thing. Yeah, that's that's what my mother mm-hmm. said. Was mm-hmm. she
0: couldn't believe what you were willing to, to do without without giving a bill. And well, from what I understand, that's you. it's not like you just hooked her up because she's my ma. Like that's what you do for everybody. Yeah,
1: I mean, in, in I mean, in blind self-interest, it's she's an advocate. She believes in our mission, and that's what I, it's kind of like the. It, it's just building a group of folks like if you treat them well and I'm like hey that, that that's it like you're believe me you're helping me because now you believe in our mission that's a win that's where all of our clients are that's probably why you guys would poke fun at my social media right like I have a very I have a very mediocre presence um, but most folks find us by word of mouth and they mm-hmm. just hear as this team you on know, charge they're they care a lot and they and it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good value proposition. Right. right?
0: Well, and I, would like to point out too that you're not geographically restricted with who you work with. So my parents live in Wisconsin, That's right? And uh, they could be your clients. Like That's people, right. people could reach out. Any of our listeners could reach out from anywhere in the country if they wanted to work with Tilia. Yeah. Absolutely. And how, how do they get a hold of you?
1: If you go to Tilia T I L A A partners.com, you'll find us on online, you read our bio, and our, I've, I spent a lot of time updating our website to show the specific services, how we differ from your big brokers um, that are out there, the 90 the percent of advisors that you're going to meet, why we're different, what we charge, how, we're, how we, just our entire process, so you can dig in there. Um, but yeah, I'm going on, a, I'm hopping on a plane uh, to go out to Kentucky Next week I'm going out to Idaho. Next, oh week wow, fall, okay, I'll be going down to. to so you,
0: you already have clients all over the place. Yeah, okay. I,
1: and I, I I love it. I enjoy. To me, the criteria is not how much money they have. It's if they really understand our value proposition. If they understand, like this is we make it seamless. I give you two to three. Here are your choices. They'll have different pros and cons. You pick it. Right, It's commander's intent. Mm-hmm. You're the CO. I'm your I'm your loyal action officer. You tell me what you want. Cool. And I go run with it and report back.
0: Okay. Excellent. So TiliaPartners.com, mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a contact form and a phone number and all that sort of stuff yeah, there, right? Yeah, just call us. All yeah. right. Excellent. And they should. they should. They should. They should. If they want to ever retire in, they uh, in, in comfort, they, yeah. should, they should definitely reach out to you. Thank you. Um, we're getting close to the end of our time. I didn't prep you for this. I, I prep all our other guests, but like I said, I didn't really think about you and the other guys who were supposed to be with us today as guests, more of co-hosts. Uh, but since it's the two of us, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, if you could leave one to three things on the table for listeners, uh, bits of advice. It could be about starting a business, running a business, networking, whatever... Whatever you, f- you feel would be uh, you know, three substantial things or one, whatever, that you, that you can leave with us, uh, we'd love to hear it.
1: Everybody wants you to succeed, believe it or not. They really do. If you reach out to somebody and you cut through their, their daily, you know, the grind that we're all in, and you say, man, I would love 15 minutes of your time almost everybody's going to honor that and they're going to help you because when you reflect on your own life it's sure you have your own accomplishments but it's did i help somebody else along the way did i get a chance to pass on my knowledge that it's not a it's not a bunch of strangers out there it's just a person that you don't quite know yet Mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a phone call away
0: so what I'm taking from that is don't be afraid to reach out pe- out to people, even people you don't know, and ask for something.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really great way to to not recreate the wheel. You, yeah, you've done it. Yeah, how did you do it? And every single person I've ever asked is like, "Oh man, I'll sit down with you for an hour. I'll tell you as much as I, as much as you want to get."
0: I think that's huge. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to especially reach out to a stranger and ask for help, mm-hmm. even if it would really benefit them. So I think that's huge. And then the last thing I'm going to ask for, mm-hmm. this is probably really putting you on the spot, but do you have a particular uh, book that you'd recommend to our listeners? Could be anything. Something that really maybe maybe changed how you view a, a certain topic or how you lived your life in a particular way or something.
1: Ooh. I mean, I'll, I'll start with... Um Ramit Sethi, I think is his name, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. It's something that talks of, it's sort of a, a basic overview of the entire industry. He, you know, he he actually talks about how to select an advisor and, and how to approach, you know, from a pure, selfish standpoint. That's a great book. It came recommended by somebody close to me, and I, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed reading it. But I a book larger than that in terms of in a big picture. Boy, you are putting me on the spot. I don't I I can't say. I can say oh, my favorite books and I can talk about what I'm reading now, but What are you reading now? It's called American War. Published last year, it's a it's a dystopian novel. I read okay. a lot. Of, you know, my favorite book of all time is *The Stand* by Stephen King. Okay, love it. And this one is a glimpse in America in about fifty years, and it's dystopian, right? So it's always mm-hmm. dark, but won a bunch of awards. Came highly recommended, and I'm 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 enjoying it thoroughly. Nothing
0: wrong with that. We all yeah. we all have to give our brains a rest sometimes. That's right. So I might have to check it out. Yeah. It's been a while since I've I've read something that didn't have that wasn't read with the intention of gaining some sort of practical use out of it.
1: Fiction goes a long way, right? We need to rest our brains and I'm the same way. And I'm like, you know what? I got to send my brain on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great way to
0: do it. Well, I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks (laughs) for being the one guy that I can count on to show up today and make it work. (laughs) Uh, We'll get the rest of them in here at some point. Uh, It'll be really cool to to, to have this conversation again. Um, maybe in six months, you know, great. once we get past the new year mm-hmm. and, and we see where our plans for 2022 end up taking us. I think it'll be cool I'd to revisit that. this. So uh, thanks a lot, and uh, I'll see you at our one year next week. Thank
1: you, Chase. Thanks for checking out the VBC Podcast.